ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. I'm actually severing, but I believe that the Lord has a word of encouragement for somebody to say, so I will stand and I will speak to his glory. Amen. Now, I have a testimony about God's goodness as we surrender ourselves for him to use us in his house and in his work. I joined Lighthouse when I was a very little girl. I was in my early teens. My older sister, who had gone to school in St. Mary's in Collegono, took me to Lighthouse. At the time, the church was meeting in the medical school canteen. And as we joined, we began to enjoy church. We did, I, as a child, didn't understand much of what I was doing, but I simply enjoyed church, followed my siblings, and we went. At a point, my parents got angry with us because we were Methodists, and we have left them to the Lighthouse Church. So they stopped giving us money to go to church. So my siblings and I devised a plan. We lived in a big house that have a lot of, had a lot of fruit trees, oranges, mangoes. We decided that we would take some of the fruits and sell and get money to be able to take transport to go to work, to, to church. Hallelujah. So my sisters and I used to sell mangoes and ice water in front of our gate. And sometimes that money we made was all the money that all those of us who were going from Adenta to Kolebu had to be able to take transport and go to church. Now, whilst we were in Kolebu at a point, they said that those of us who used to come from Adenta, were about 20 of us, should stop and then start a branch in Adenta. Our pastor was Reverend Jonathan. So we stopped, we started a church in somebody's hall. We all came here by the grace of God. And we started from somebody's home, moved to us, and were serving God. I sang in the choir. Well, I was doing the work, but I didn't really understand. Hallelujah. Please let me, I will end, okay, then. <laughs> so when we started, I started to get involved in ministry. And after a while, they also said that our pastor, Reverend Jonathan, was to move to another branch, and another pastor was coming. And I tell you, it was a very heartbreaking time for me because we had grown up with him. He was like our big brother, and now he was leaving. Now, he left, and a new pastor came, that is Reverend Big Daddy. When Reverend Big Daddy came, I, maybe I was still getting over Pastor Jonathan's leaving. It was a little difficult for me. I couldn't really get into ministry much. I wasn't as involved in ministry. I was there. Then I got married, had children. At a point, I decided that it is time to get really involved in ministry. Just when I decided that also, we got another message that Pastor Reverend Big Daddy was also going, and another pastor was coming. By this time, because of the experience I had had the first time, I was so heartbroken. I told my friend, Auntie Amma, that, you know, this new pastor that is coming, we bless the Lord for his life. But I will sit in his services for two Sundays. After the second Sunday, I will take a decision whether to stay or to go. I had already started scouting for churches. So the first Sunday when Bishop Ogo came to Adenta, I was here in church. But I sat in the church with very confused, I, I don't even remember what he said that day. With a very bad attitude, I was making up my mind that it was just one more service and I'll be gone. And so after the service, I met my friend Auntie Amma again at, on the stairs. She was happy, excited, and I remember her words. She said to me, it's a new day. I said, wow, it's a new day for you. As for me, I've got one more Sunday to decide whether I'll stay or not. But the second Sunday when I came, something happened to me. You know, as Bishop preached, I felt as though the word of God was like soap and water washing me. 
at the end of the service, I felt so cleansed. You know, I wasn't an unbeliever. I gave my life to Christ when I was very young. I was around nine years old. But you see, when you are from this type of SU background, your Christian family, you have another set of sins. You are not into the outward sins of the fornication, the famous five, fornication, stealing, lying, murder, and all those things. You are self-righteousness, pride, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness. Those were my sins. But as I sat and Bishop preached... I, each Sunday, I felt the word of God cleanse, wash. I decided not to go again. And I decided to stay in the church. Now, as I stayed and as I heard the word of God, my heart began to warm up towards the ministry again. First of all, Daddy put me as a shepherd in a group that was called Women with Direction. From there, then the bus cell system also started. It was called Home Cells or AOFMs at that time. So I was put in charge of an AOFM. It was in my house. LP Christie sitting here was my pastor. Auntie Nakokoi was my member. Auntie Karen was my member. It was a beautiful time as we did those bus cell things in our house. Then as the church grew, we had to, the church was reorganized again into chapels. And I was made a chapel pastor. I had members under me. It, that is shepherds who also, it's like the zonal system, but it wasn't, it wasn't basels. It was, sorry, it wasn't churches, it was basels. And I realized that when I became a chapel minister, I began to struggle. I realized that my work when I was a basel shepherd was different from when I became a chapel minister. My, my satellite, my basels were not growing. My shepherds were not interested. Often I was discouraged. I even wanted to stop. Then I went to the Lord in prayer, asking, Lord, what do I do? Then one night I had a dream. In the dream, it was we were on the car park. There were a group of people who had to be carried somewhere on the car park. And it was these area boys, riffraffs, funny haircuts and things. And there were three cars to carry the people somewhere. The cars were Bishop Ogo's car, my car, and then an old bone shaker trotro. Now, as we stood there and I was still debating whether I will carry the people or not, Bishop took some of them in his car and used this route and left. Then I was still standing there waiting, wondering, will I take these people? Then all the rest of the people moved into the old bone shaker. They also left and I was standing alone with my nice car, all alone. When I woke up, I was very scared. But two lessons I learned from that dream. Number one, if God has called you and you will not do his work, he will find a bone shaker to do the work. Whether he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. With or without your help, God will build his church. It is in our own interest that we join to do the work. I will come to that one. The second lesson I learned from that dream was that you can never pastor people, and this is to my fellow satellite pastors and shepherds, without a genuine burden of love for them. If you look at them, and you can even say with your mouth that you love them, but if between you and God in your heart, there is no burden, you will struggle like I struggled, there will be no fruitfulness in your ministry, and you will want to run away like I wanted to run away. Now, as I, when I had that dream and I began to pray, I realized that I was deficient. There was something that Bishop had that he pastors people with that I didn't have. So I began to pray. I said, Lord, there's no naturally occurring love in my heart for these people. Put it in my heart. A burden to love the people. And as I did that, I realized that the ministry was beginning to work little by little. It was still challenging at times, but there was a certain sense of purpose. There was a certain hope that the people I was laboring for in God's own timing, they would do well. And as we went on with this ministry, the churches moved and then we changed into satellite churches. We also went out. I went with one of my shepherds. We started a ministry on my porch. People came in. We got a nice place. I can't begin to tell you what God has done in my life as I have stayed on this course my personal family, my marriage, my children, my job, and even to my extended family. And that is why I want to share two little testimonies. When, for, for years, my parents had a long protract, protracted conflict. They wouldn't see eye to eye. In fact, at a point, my mother moved into the outhouse and my father was in the main house. I mean, when they are even going out to an event, 
My mother and her driver will take the lead. My father will follow in his car. When they go there, nobody even recognizes them as a couple. They will come back to their homes all by themselves. I began to pray. We had prayed for years. It wasn't working. Then one day, I sat down and I said, ah, I do ministry work. I do satellite church work. I see how people's lives are transformed. Let me find out from these people whether they will be willing to sit with me once every week so that we share the word of God. So I made a plan with them. They agreed. And for one year, that was between 2013 and 20, 2012 and 2013, every, they were my second satellite church. Every single week, I had a time with them. We share the word of God. I pray for them the way Bishop gives us communion and anoints us. I was anointing these old people, praying for them to cut a long story short. Today, my parents are in their 70s. When they are going out and my mother is wearing a green kente, my father is also wearing a green kente. They go in the same car. They sit together wherever they went to. They return together to the glory of God. I dare say that not even prayer alone could have solved that problem. It was as we served in the ministry and understood from the ministry that it takes a long time for people's hearts to be changed and transformed that I saw that transformation even in my parents' home. Then I had an auntie. I watched as her children were becoming wayward one after the other. One day I was going for evangelism and I had a burden on my heart. And I went into their house. I met the children. I said, you know, I spoke with them. You are following me to church. One followed. After a while, the other one followed. To the glory of God. As they were with me in church for about two years plus. Last December, one of them got married powerfully in the house of God. She was not pregnant. Please listen. She hadn't given birth to a child out of wedlock because as for pregnancy and having children outside the day, it was a common feature in that family. She got decently married in this church. Today, she and her husband are serving God in another branch of Lighthouse somewhere in Ghana. Then the little brother, he was a dribbler. I mean, he dribbled me several times. You find him, you, if you tell him to stand there, by the time you turn and come back, he's gone. But you know, by the time he came, I had some experience, some years of ministry experience. When I watched him attempting to dribble me, I said, you don't know who you are dealing with. Before you would stay here and grow up and become a proper person. His mother couldn't even control him. He didn't even want to go to school. Today, as I speak, he's in the second year in the university. He's a satellite pastor. He's working for the Lord. When their mother sees me, when their mother sees me, she wants to lie down on the floor and thank me. And she calls me their mother. It could only happen by the grace of God. And today I want to say to us that many of us are also coming from such dark and evil backgrounds. Every time you come here, you hear the word of God. The servant of God is preaching. Give yourself to the ministry. You won't do it. But what you don't know is that God brought you here to align your mind properly to the ministry and to respond to the call so that you will go back. Your family is waiting for you. You will go back and save the dead situations in your family. But will you do it? Ask yourself this morning. And I want to share a scripture finally as I close. In the book of Luke chapter 9 verse 35. When Jesus went out with his disciples to go and pray on the day of the, on the, of the transfiguration, they were there, some of them were even sleeping at a point. They saw some glorious thing and then they, suddenly a cloud enveloped them. Then there was a voice from heaven and that voice said, this is my beloved son, hear him. Can you give me the Amplified. The Amplified says it in a beautiful way. Now you know, he's, God said, at that time God was speaking, it was only Jesus and Matthew, sorry, Peter, James and John who were there. Who do you think God was speaking to? He was speaking to James Peter and John that this son that they had with him that they were walking with him normally is his beloved son hear him now today I want to tell you God has many sons because the book of Romans tells us that Christ is the firstborn among many brethren your shepherd is a son of God your satellite pastor is a son of God your zonal pastor is a son of God and our bishop in the house our father is a son of God and listen the voice of God is still crying out from heaven. And he's saying, this is my beloved son. Listen to, yield to, and obey him. Today, I want to ask you, when Bishop is speaking, listen, 
obey. May your eyes open. May you understand that God has sent his beloved son to us to speak, to transform not only your life, but the life of many others. It is the lives of many people are in our loins. They are waiting for our manifestation. And when we come to our own personal lives, I can't even start. The service will not end, but I want to encourage you. When we sing, it is a great thing to serve the Lord. If there was a word greater than great, we will use it. It is indeed a great thing to serve the Lord. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's be on our feet. We want to welcome our bishop, Bishop Edwin Ogo. Come up. Testimony. A testimony not of your marriage, of your business, but lives changed. Lives changed. That is what God wants to do with your life. Lift your hands and pray that Lord give me also a testimony. Give me also a testimony. Give me also a testimony. Testimony. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. Change our lives. Let it begin with us. No one can change if we are not changed. Let us start with me. My testimony. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray that you speak to us today. Refresh us with your word. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. I want to welcome everyone to church this morning. Put your hands together. It's going to bless us with a song.
Let's clap our hands again for the testimony we've heard today. I'm continuing to share with you on the subject how to finish well. How to finish well. You must finish well. Third John verse 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Now that word prosper, we have always over the years and all the time seen it as a word which means you have a lot of cars, money, have a big farm, have a lot of shoes, you prospered with cars and so on. That is a type of prosperity. But this particular, in this particular word, in this particular verse, the word prosper means to grant a successful journey. It means to succeed in arriving. I wish above all things that thou mayest succeed in arriving. May you arrive eventually. May your destination be heaven. Oh, you didn't hear me? Can you hear me? I said, may your destination be heaven. You are sitting there watching me. May your destination be heaven. Yeah. May you arrive successfully. Yeah. May you not abruptly end your journey in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I see you finishing well. You must finish well. You must 
You see, if you are a seed, you must grow to be a tree and bear fruits and more fruits before you die. Se we aba e was so winy na we ye a dear na ube ye diano so as a se was so aba na was sound so abandi baby empo answer so so this is what Paul said and it must also be every believer's dream. We na small for Paul or kind na e was say ye Christo ni be our he said, I have run the race. I have finished my course. And now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness. May you run your race. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. He said, Know ye not that they which run the race run all. How many of you want to run your race? But it says only one gets the prize. Can you see there? It said they ran all, but one received the prize. May you receive your prize. I said, may you receive your prize. We are running a race. And we must finish. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I want all of us to end up in heaven. When you are about to die, you should be ready to go to heaven. There are many people who start and they don't finish. That is the reason why I'm sharing this message with all of us here. That you will finish well. And one one of the things that prevent us from finishing well is fruits. Fruits. First, the first thing every Christian who comes to God must think about is whether he or she is going to bear fruits for God. So if you read John chapter 15, let's all look at John chapter 15. In John chapter 15, I'm reading from verse 1. 
My Bible is now loading. It says, I'm the true vine. And my father is a husband man. Verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruits. So many branches don't finish their life. In the middle of their lives, they are taken away. May you not be taken away. In the middle of their lives, they are taken away. Jesus is saying that all of us are branches. All of us are branches. And it says, the branch that does not bear fruit, he taketh away. It means that that branch did not do what it was supposed to do. So not every branch finishes well. You see a tree with branches on it, but not every branch will finish well. Now, this is not my idea. These are the words of Jesus. That the branch that does not bear fruit will not be allowed to finish. It will be taken away. So you and I will finish well by bearing fruits. Everybody. It is the fruits you will bear that will keep you in the Lord enough to finish and finish well. So that is the big thing that will help us to finish well. Anyone here who doesn't bear fruits, you will not end your journey. Anyone here who is fruitless will not finish. So in this series, I'm dealing with fruits. This series is about fruits. Because fruits keep us. Without fruits, you will be taken away. Please, can you all see it there? Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. So as you sit here today, God has the power to remove you from here. Do you believe the Bible? Yes. God can ensure that a year by this time you will not be in church. He can take you away. He can remove you. And he is already removing people. Because what you do not know is that you are actually receiving investments. He is putting things into your life. 
And when he puts things into you, he expects something to come out of you. And if you do not bring forth fruits, you will not please him. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 8. Let's come to 6, verse 7. Hebrews 6 and verse 7. It says, For the earth which receives, which drinketh in the rain. Do you know how to drink? Has anybody drank water today? Some of you have drank House cocoa. Some of you have drank tea. Hmm. Drinking of rain. The earth which drinks the rain. That comes often upon it. Ah, eta toguso. And brings forth herbs. You see, anytime somebody makes up, this morning as I'm preaching, you are you are receiving an investment. Something is coming into your life. And God expects something from you. And the Bible says that when investments are made in your life and you bring forth heads, you are blessed. But when investments, verse 8, it says, when you receive rain and you bring thorns instead of fruits, you are cursed. Uh-huh. Every day you come to church, you are receiving rain. Some of you, even the bus that brought you to church, you didn't even pay. It's an investment. God is putting something in your life. And you come to church and I'm also preaching to you. You are receiving the word of God. It's rain. Now God expects the ground which receives rain often on it to bring forth herbs. With fruits. But if you don't give him herbs you rather give him tongues. You will be burnt down. That burning is the burning in hell. So I want everyone here to be ready to bring fruits. To show that you are a particular type of tree. Some of us Bear fruits of unbelievers. What comes out of your life shows that you are an unbeliever. So I'm talking today about the first fruit you must bear. Because I'm dealing with fruits. How to finish well. The branch that bears fruits will be kept on the vine. The branch that does not bear fruit will be removed and bent. The first fruit we are going to learn about today is called the fruit of salvation. 
ene abaye ka ho asem no eye enkwagye eho aba the fruit of salvation enkwagye eho aba it is mentioned in the bible in different ways ya kan ho asem bebere e wo tresen mu but it is called the fruit of salvation ni efre no enkwagye aba john the baptist called it the fruit of repentance johannes bonino ofrene say say ufi boni echi eho aba to finish well emposa wube wie yea you must start well esese wo shaase yee today anyday people attend church to show that they are saved nipa bi efie di ba sori na wa kire se wenya nkwagye there are many people in church nipa bebre e wa asafo imu a who are not born again atenwu omunya awofofro some of you here are not born again mubu ya motete hano yenwu awofofro how do we know yeye den ye hunu yi you can tell the type of tree by the type of fruits na se wuhu dia sesi ho a wutumi kire dia ko e ma na ne ne aba adedi we look at your friends se ye she wa afo a the music you listen to enwuma wutatie what you do with your life dia wudi wa bra boneje the places you go to dia ya wufi edi ko they all show that you are not born again ni nyina de edi pese se wo ye wiase ni this morning and i no pay you can bear fruits of salvation wo betimi e aso enkwagye aba the bible says in second corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 that if any man be in Christ he's a new creature ladies and gentlemen you cannot go to heaven unless you are born again you will not go to heaven because you were attending church there's only one thing that will give you entry into heaven and that is you are born again and washed by the blood of Jesus Christ but many of you think that by going to church it means you are born again but when you go to church it doesn't mean you are born again a born again christian will go to church but going to church doesn't show that you are born again now what sorry ban interest when you are fufuro when we build our houses say you see adanya we build a garage you see baby aya yetimidi shensie and the cars i have never slept in my garage me me na baby i made me shensie that i park my car inside the garage me the mission in a see say biaye ho no the garage is for the car so every car will go into the garage but many times i have gone to the garage to do something different when i enter the garage i don't become a car mean danishing even though the garage is for cars other people also go into the garage when my child enters the garage he doesn't become a car ladies and gentlemen christians go to church christo for eko asori but going to church doesn't mean you are a christian 
don't know if you can handle this logic I'm bringing to you. If you are a Christian, you are like a car. And you go to church like a car goes to the garage. But other people in the house also go into the garage. In fact, in some houses, the garage is a storeroom. When you enter a garage, do you become a car? In the same way, when you enter a church, you don't become a Christian. There's only one way to be a Christian. There's only one way to be born again. And it is not going to church. Today, I want it to sink into your soul. There is only one way to be born again. Only one way to be born again. And it is not going to church. Going to church does not make a person born again. The way to be born again is not to be in church but to be in Christ. There is a difference between church and Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that is why today I'm preaching about how to finish well. To finish well, you must start well. When all your experience in the kingdom of God is church, you have not started well. Every race is determined by how you start. Every race, how you start, we can tell whether you will even finish or finish well by how you start. Short races, like 100 meters, how you start, we can tell that this guy won't finish. Some people are even disqualified just by how they started. Just by how you started the 100 meter race, you'll be disqualified. They'll blow the horn, and they'll blow it again. They'll say, number six, number seven, out. By how you started. Marathon. Milo Marathon. How you start. Can tell us that you will not finish. When, they, when you are going from Ebury uh, to, to, to where? Tetakwashi and back to Ebury. That's a way to start. When they blow the whistle, you don't run as if you are running 100 meters. You take your time. How you start the race determines how you finish the race. You take your time. You take your time. This, this way of running you don't, you don't run like this when you are running 100 meters. Big. Fast. But Milo Marathon. Slow. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to show you. It is a race. And how you start will determine how you finish. The first fruit that helps you to start well is the fruit of being born again. Some of us here are not born again. You are just a church member. I said you are just a church member. 
When John the Baptist was preaching, in Luke chapter 5, the people came to him. Luke chapter 5, look at what he told them. They came for baptism. Luke chapter 3, sorry, verse 7. Then said he to the multitude that came to be baptized. They had come to be baptized. They had come to be baptized. Their intentions were good. All of you have come to be baptized. But he told them, he told those who had come to be baptized, all generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Verse 8. Verse 8. He said, bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. And he said, don't even start it. Don't start it. Don't begin to say within yourselves. There are many things we say within ourselves. Don't begin to say within yourself that we have Abraham to our father. For I say to you that God is able of these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Instead of concentrating on your salvation, you are mentioning Abraham. Many of us, instead of concentrating on our salvation, we are mentioning lighthouse. But you don't get born again by going to lighthouse. We have lighthouse as our church. Don't say. I have Bishop Dag as my pastor. No. There be show fruits of repentance. The church is not a football team that we say we have gone to dumb hearts or we have done uh, 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 King Pfizer or we have dumbed Chelsea, Brekum Chelsea. The church is not a football team. You must be born again. You must be born again. Don't sit in church and live your old life. The Bible does not say that attending church makes you born again. Otherwise, you will sit in the church and go to hell. Everybody listening to me. Church is good. It is the garage for every car. But entering the garage does not mean that you are a car. As you sit here, if you die right now, where will your destination be? Will you go to hell? Will you go to heaven? Any pastor who knows his work should not assume that everybody in church is born again on Sunday morning we must preach about hell and heaven it is the first fruits today I want to ask you are you in Christ or you are in church if you, you see they came to be baptized they all arrived for baptism if you remember it is in this group that Jesus also found himself and they were there for baptism but some of them were vipers the same way some of you here are vipers some of you here you are not a sheep you are a viper the church is a place for sheep 
Psalm 85 says we are the sheep of his pasture. David said the Lord is my shepherd. David can say, We are supposed to be sheep. But some of us are snakes. But you are sitting in the church. And you are not born again. I want to ask you today as I close. Are you born again? Genuinely born again. I got genuinely saved and born again 32 years ago. So I can understand the words of John the Baptist. How he will call them vipers. Because baptizing a viper does not change the viper to a sheep. So he told them, bring forth fruits. 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 Because, you see, salvation goes with decisions. Salvation goes with decisions. You cannot be saved without taking decisions. So the decisions will result in fruits. You decide. I won't go to the nightclub again. Yes, it is important. What you drink shows that you are a born again Christian or you are not a born again Christian. Whether you drink Fanta or you drink Guinness shows that you are born again. Listen to me very carefully. When you get born again, we expect fruits. And it's not just me, this pastor preaching to you. John the Baptist told them, show fruits. What shows that you are born again? What shows that you are born again, Christian? It's not baptism. It's not baptism. If it was baptism, John the Baptist would have kept quiet and invited all of them to come to be baptized because it's a fruit of salvation. But baptism, church attendance, being in church, do not show, do not mean that you are born again. Fruits of repentance. What music are you listening to on your phone? It is a fruit. It's a fruit. Yes. Why were you having sex with that boy, with that guy, three days ago? It's your husband. A born again Christian, one of the fruits you show is that you don't have sex with somebody you are not married to. It's a fruit. fruit of repentance. Repentance means that I've changed my mind. I've turned around. How can you come to church today? Some of you after church, your friends are unbelievers. They watch pornography. They have sex. They are they are thieves. And you, you are with them. If you are born again, the friends you associate with will change. Even we say that show me your friend and I'll show you your character. What are your fruits? What are your fruits? What songs do you listen? What music do you listen to? You are sitting in church. You are listening to Jay Z, uh, 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 Stone Boy, um, 
Shatawale. I'm not joking. Nobody should think. I'm not joking. Yeah, I am bro. not joking. This is one of the jokes I'm, I'm preaching. I'm talking about sitting here. You listen to Stone Boy. It means that you are on your way to hell. What's it hell? What's it then? Jimu, Numa, what's it? Stone Boy, Shatawale, brother, brother. Any day, keka keka home. What me first? What's on? What's it say? What's it? I sorry, Jimu. And so when it should have John the Baptist was a good pastor. Johannes, you born in Illinois, so for Papa. He could have deceived them. Now go back to me, Dad. That come, come, everybody, come, come and be baptized. Come. He will take pictures for Facebook. Come, be baptized. But he, he told them before they wore their white white. He said, "Who has warned you?" Answer. Vipers. Who has warned you? Bring forth fruits. Fruits. Stopping with that boyfriend is a fruit that shows that you are now born again. So we don't see that no one need China. And on that trip, say we also against such rare abba. Stopping with that boyfriend is a fruit. Only bear man need China. I'm very sorry, my time is up, but we shall continue, God willing, next week. Stand to your feet and let's close. Close your eyes, please. Every eye closed. Stand to your feet. If you are here today, and you are not born again, you are here, you are not born again. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, I was in the preaching today. And preaching I don't have fruits of salvation. I have fruits of church attendance. It's also a fruit. I'll come to that later on. But I'm talking about fruit of repentance. You are here tonight, and today you want to be born again. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are here, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You want to say, Pastor, I'm on my way to hell. I want to be born again. Please pray for me. I want to be born again. Outside, outside, upstairs. Lift your hand wherever you are. I want to be born again. Yes, I, I can see you upstairs. Wherever. If you are, if your hand is lifted up, leave your chair and come to the front here. Come down. Come here. I want to meet you. Come. Outside. Come. I want to meet you. Come. Clap for them as they come. for them as they come. Please close your eyes and lift up your two hands. Say, Heavenly Father, today, Heavenly Father, lift your two hands and say, Today, I have heard your word. I realize I'm not born again. I don't have fruits of repentance. My life has not changed. I'm the same person just going to church. But today, I'm doing the right thing. I'm receiving you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Heavenly Father, today, I receive you. I receive you. My sins have made me dirty. I've walked far from you and I'm dirty. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I'm starting a new life in Christ. In Christ. In Christ. I'm born again. 
I've turned my back to the world. I will not go back to the world again. I'm vomiting all my worldly life. And I'm not a dog. I won't go back and eat what I'm vomiting today. I've cut my connections to the world. I'm staying in church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.